Back to Democracy Speaks. I'm your host, Cindy Black, and I'm speaking with Julie Wise, King County Elections Director, about her position at King County Elections, some of the recently passed reforms, and, and how those affect election operations. So before the break, we were talking a little bit also about paid postage, and you were instrumental in getting that really going in King County, and congratulations on that, by the way, because I Thank really you. saw that you were instrumental in pushing it in King County, which had the ripple effect to get it the governor to sign it for at least this year for elections. So tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, I think it's really exciting to provide prepaid postage. I feel like in a vote-by-mail world especially, it just makes a lot of sense for our voters. So um, I wanted to first really make sure that providing prepaid postage wouldn't have any sort of negative effects to our voters or to the process. And so we actually started looking at prepaid postage really closely two years ago. And a concern, a little bit kind of in the weeds, I think a nuance that maybe people weren't aware of, why didn't you do this earlier, is that there was a concern that in Washington state, our voters have to ensure that they have a postmark of election day or a date prior to election day in order for their ballot to be counted. And what the post office was doing for many years was they were not actually canceling the postmark on oh, any sort yeah. of prepaid mm -hmm. or what they call business reply mail. So the concern was is that we didn't want to provide this great service of, of paying for your return ballot and then you don't get a postmark and we could disenfranchise thousands and thousands of voters that didn't get um, that postmark. So we really needed to work with the Especially post office. Especially when you said that half the people vote on election day, right? Yes, that would be a exactly, lot. Exactly. So we really wanted to make sure that um, everything was going to be postmarked and that our voters you know, wouldn't experience um, disenfranchisement, right? So that's what we tested. We tested it last after working with the post office for a couple of years. The post office changed their policy and they postmark now all mail. So first we uh, tested that and saw that 99% of prepaid or business reply mail coming back into the elections office was in fact postmarked. So that was a great sign. Then we uh, tested it in some special uh, yeah, elections. Yeah, some special elections, yes, yeah. in 2017, and we saw it went off without a hitch. There was no issue with the post office, and voters were extremely appreciative of it. And in fact, we saw anywhere from a 6 to 10% increase in voter turnout in those jurisdictions. I think that's the most exciting piece, too, was the increase in voter turnout in those test cities that you did for prepaid postage. Yeah, what That's was really very exciting. exciting yeah. Very exciting to see that, and exciting to see that um, that voter behavior changed. So where we had 50, 60 percent of voters using drop boxes, all of a sudden we saw a swing back, and, and voters were using the mail by 70 percent. So it'll be very interesting to see in this general election. This will be the first time this, statewide. This will be our our second election. So we did it in the primary. Yeah. Statewide for oh, the primary. Yeah. So so you did it statewide. That's right for the primary. Yeah. So we tested it in 2017. I went back to my uh, King County Executive Dow Constantine and to our council and said, this 
works well. Voters love it. Um, let's provide this option. And they were absolutely in agreement with that for the vast majority of the council. And so they passed a supplemental budget that I had requested to be able to pay that. Just so voters know is that the only time we actually have to pay for the postage is if you return your ballot through the mail. That's right. So we don't have to provide, we're not paying for postage on the 1,300,000 ballots, just we're paying postage, which is about 50 cents per piece of those voters' ballots that come in through the mail. So if you use a drop box, we don't actually then have to pay for the postage. So um, we requested funding from the council. They approved it and made King County a prepaid postage county moving forward and was really excited to see the governor and Secretary Wyman um, say, you know, we want to make sure that the other counties in Washington state get the same benefit of this and um, probably some concerns about voter turnout being higher in King County than other counties. So everyone got on board and we were able to see that Washington state had prepaid postage. Um, I will be in Olympia making sure mm -hmm. that we keep the fight That's for prepaid right. postage. Uh, Senator Hasegawa has been trying to pass a he's prepaid postage. He's been doing postage. it for a while. About a now. decade. Yes, about he's a decade. been trying for a while. I'm glad that he's getting some attention. Finally. Yes, he should, as yes. he should. And it is exciting to see that because at, what I tell people is, you know, I think it has the best chance of passing this next legislative session because you, it's really hard to take that away from people once you give it to them. King County, we know it's going to be permanent going right. forward, but the rest of the state, right. we still have to pass a bill to get it permanent. Yes. And I think it has a much easier chance because, again, voters, once they like it and you can't give it to them, it's hard to take that away. Absolutely. So I think that's a good move. I just think <laughs> the whole way it went down was really great. And I think King County setting the example, I think it was really tough for uh, the rest of the state not to have it with King County having it, especially being such a large county. Absolutely. So I, hats off to you for Thank doing you. that. Thank you for that. Let's move into a little bit about election security. It's obviously been in the news. Everybody talks about it. So what kind of systems do you have in place to obtain accuracy, security, and transparency in King County elections? We have so many. We have layers upon layers. So. Um, one of the things as far as accuracy goes is that King County elections for the last um, eight years has had um, has reconciled uh, to 100% for every election. And I don't know if people are aware of that. I know that oftentimes that even though it was 14 years ago, we, we look back to 2004 and we definitely had issues here in the office and in King County and across the state. Mm -hmm. um, hundreds and hundreds of election reforms have been implemented at the state and county level since then. Uh, the, we reconcile to about every single ballot every single night when we're in election mode. And what that means is that we're ensuring that every single ballot has been received and has gone through the process and can be accounted for and where it's at. And so that is a new level of reconciliation that's happening here in King County. And that, that just happened in the last year or two? Or? The, and this has, happened, this has happened since 2004. Okay, since it's, 2004. Since 2004, okay. we've implemented a lot of reforms in that, in that regard to reconcile, and so has at the state level as well. When we talk about um, accuracy, I think that... Um, it's really important to talk about how accurate vote by mail is. 
as an individual who worked here and had the great opportunity of hiring and training 8,000 poll workers for an election and managing our nearly 600 polling places, I can guarantee the voters and the residents of King County that vote by mail is more accurate. Mm -hmm. I know people sometimes miss the community um, aspect of, of polling places or the sticker or that opportunity to bring their kids, but training 8,000 people to follow all of the right rules and laws and looking into the, the, the poll book to find the voter rather than just saying that you know them and you know them as your neighbor um, was really hard. And so we were not able to really reconcile election to 100% when we had polling places because there were issues that happened at polling places where voters that had already voted an absentee ballot voted again or voters that weren't registered um, got a vote or the opposite, where people that were registered were refused or denied the opportunity to vote. So vote by mail is a really secure system in that aspect. And you always have a paper trail. Unlike other states across this country, in, in King County and Washington State, we have a paper trail for every single ballot. So if you go into a voting center, you're not voting on a machine that's electronically transmitting results or a card, memory card that's being uploaded. We have a paper trail to go back to and in a federal election. We keep those for 22 months, so you can always go back and have that paper trail. Since 2016, we have really been upping our uh, security portfolio, if you will. Um, we were always providing secure, accurate, accessible, fair, open elections. We really wanted to make sure coming out of 2016 that voters had more than just Julie Wise, your director of elections, telling you that the system was safe and secure. So what I did is I brought in the Department of Homeland Security. They did an audit in 2017 of King County Elections facility to ensure that our facility is secure because that is where we keep and process a million ballots. Uh, we got rave reviews from the Department of Homeland Security. Um, being the very first elections office in the country to ask for such an audit, they didn't have any other elections office to compare us to, so they compared us to nuclear sites. Really? They did. And so uh, uh, we really wanted to make sure that we had a secure facility. We have over 50 security cameras here at King County Elections that are monitored 24-7. We also have badge access for our staff and biometric access to where we actually store any ballots. Um, we have political party observers at all times um, when we're processing ballots as well. And then in, the, in regards to cybersecurity, um, so really looking at voter registration database and tabulation, of course, people's votes, um, that needs to be secure. So uh, we brought in the state auditor's office has a cybersecurity team, and we brought them in as well as a, a second party vendor to come in and test and vet all of our uh, security points from a cybersecurity perspective. Again, rave reviews from them as well. What that also did was make sure that our barriers are strong and we know that we have to be vigilant. We know that no system is perfect and we know that there will be attempts um, to hack the system. As we know, Secretary Wyman said that there was an attempt in 2016. Washington State was one of 21. All of those attempts have been unsuccessful, but we have to remain vigilant and we have to be, have our guards up. So bringing in uh, different groups to audit our system, I think, was a really good way to have outside people come in and look at the system. System, and it's only made our systems more uh, strong. I will say that our tabulation system is completely off the network. It is closed, air-gapped, 
and there's no access or penetration from an internet perspective. But that is why it's also incredibly important that we keep this building sure. secure. Um, so we also have uh, security as well during uh, peak collections like this. So it's a layers and layers of security aspects that we have here at King County Elections to safeguard our um, electoral process. Yeah, it sounds like you've done a lot to make sure that King County is secure, um, especially bringing in outside people to audit. I think that's really great. So uh, speaking of audits, um, this uh, recently a bill passed uh, this session about passing um, uh, an auditing bill that requires counties to audit their elections. Can you speak to a little bit about that? Uh, yes. So we're really talking a lot in the elections world right now. What what is being called risk limiting audits is one of the more sort of popular approaches. We saw Colorado pass a bill um, last year that required each of their elections office to do risk limiting audits. Uh, just yesterday here in King County, we did what we call a logic and accuracy test. We do that prior to every election, where we're sending test ballots through our scanning systems and making sure that they're tabulating correctly. That was observed by about 10 different observers from our Citizen Election Oversight Committee to the political parties, as well as the Secretary of State's office that actually officially signs off, if you will, on the certification of our equipment. Of course, we also had media here as well. In addition to the logic and accuracy test that's required of each county, here in King County, um, after that bill was passed in regards to audit, we decided that we wanted to step up and increase the number of ballots that we manually recount, if you will, during the election cycle. So we call this a mid-election audit. And what we're doing is we're so actually... So you do that during, while you're in the counting process. Correct. We take thousands of ballots and we have staff manually count those or recount those to ensure that they match up with how our tabulation system is counting votes. So you match exactly hand count to machine count to see what the accuracy is. Exactly. Instead of running ballots back through the same system that you're already using, uh, we're using uh, people and observers to go and get ballots and actually physically look at each and every one ballot. And, and this is approximately for our election this size for our midterm is 20,000 ballots that's going to be recounted. So we're looking at, again, thousands of ballots to make sure that um, that we're auditing the system and the system is working correctly. And you just randomly select those ballots and go, okay, we're just going to select whatever. How, yes. do you, how do you select those ballots to be uh, chosen to check? How do you check those? Sure. So uh, we put ballots in batches, batches of 250, and we have a random number generator that randomly picks a number that's associated the to the batch. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, it'll say, you know, ballot, you know, it'll say 236, so we'll go pick batch 236. So it's a random number generator that we use, just like we use for the order of candidates on the ballot for the primary election, sort of a lot draw, if you will, uh, that randomly selects those batches and we go pull them out and staff uh, recount that in teams of two, again, with political party observers. Great. You're listening to Democracy Speaks. I'm your host, Cindy Black, and I'm speaking with Julie Wise, King County Elections Director. So uh, we mentioned earlier there were several new bills that passed this past uh, state legislative session that impacts elections, including automatic voter registration, same-day registration, the Washington Voting Rights Act, and pre-registration for 16- and 17-year-olds. Um, so 
how are you, how does the elections department prepare for these type of things? Because a lot of these are going to kick in next year. Yeah, right? these are big changes, they are. right? Mm-hmm. Really big changes. And we're really excited about them because this really is, goes along with what we're talking about, removing barriers to voters, right? Because what voter is thinking about getting registered 30 days before an election? It's just not on our radar. So, well, it's on my radar, but it, it's yeah, not it's usually new, on yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not on everyone's radar. Especially young people, it's not on their radar. Right? we got to get them more interested, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so then you're there on election day or the week before election day, and they're out of luck. They can't vote. So this are, these are some really exciting reforms. But, yes, it's going to be a lot of work for us to implement them. And so we have uh, started on earnestly earnest, earnest, on that since um, – as soon as they passed, actually a little bit before they passed. So here at King County Elections, what that really means is we've got to prepare for same-day voter registration. That, I think, is really going to be one of the biggest things where we're going to see an impact for our voters. So we're preparing to have regional vote centers across King County so that voters don't have to go to Renton or Seattle to get registered to vote if they um, are getting registered on election day or even the week prior to election day. So we'll have vote centers in um, our larger cities, so cities with population of over 100,000. So Bellevue, Seattle, Renton, Kent, and Federal Way will each have a voting center where people can go and get registered, and they can vote right there as well. So we're working on siting where those locations are. We're working with our Disability Advisory Committee to find locations that are accessible for all. And so we're looking for probably government um, offices that have great parking and have great transit. Um, We've had a great partnership with our drop boxes through Libraries, so we're looking at libraries mm-hmm. as well as um, city halls. But I think we'll, we'll really see a great partnership with libraries because they've got just great access points. It's almost like a polling station on election day, just for yes. people that haven't registered or need to register that day. Absolutely. So you're not going to get the kind of numbers you would at a normal polling station. But I imagine we might see quite a few people show up on that day. Absolutely. We're going to really encourage voters to not wait until election day, and that's what we encourage voters now you know we don't who wants to sit in line at a drop box at seven o'clock at night it's not fun it's not a party um but so we will do a lot of encouraging of getting voters to go there earlier um be open on the weekends be open in evening hours so people can really get to these locations but the really cool thing is is that what this provides not only is the in-person voter registration is that now up to a week before election day you can register online So you don't even have to worry about going in anywhere. You can jump online. It takes about three minutes to get registered, and we'll mail you a ballot. So same day is awesome and exciting, but also is this opportunity to have more time. So instead of 29 days where the cutoff is, now the cutoff to do online voter registration will be eight days prior to election. Well, that's huge right there. I know know doing voter registration, it's really tough at some point, the cutoff dates. And you go, no, you got to go register in person. So that, I don't think, people talk enough about is that extension of the online ability to seven days before the election, which I think will help tremendously. Absolutely. And with 16 and 17 year olds getting pre-registered, that is also so, it's really helpful to our office. We do a lot of uh, civic engagement in our schools at community colleges with Running Start programs um, and high schools. We just did a big mock election uh, with Ballard High School this election where 2,000 students are voting at, at Ballard High School. So this 
is a really great opportunity. Now we get to register them while we're there. And um, again, there's so many great organizations that want to go in, Washington Bus, that want to be able to register voters and not on a paper form, but have them do it online. So some really exciting um, legislation that will take start taking place in June and July of, of next year. And we're ready for it. We're excited and uh, that the team is looking forward for us to be able to get out there and help our customers and have more opportunity for people to get engaged. Yeah. In the automatic voter registration, I've had to educate people about this because they think, well, now everybody will automatically be registered, and that's not how it works. You People get automatically registered if they interact with a participating state agency that also verifies citizenship and I told people this I go no that we still have to register people it's just those folks will automatically get registered when they interact with those agencies and there's still a lot of debate about which agencies it's going to be so yes a lot of that still worked out but we still have to register people to vote and but with the time extensions with the same day and the online extension that'll help a ton I think at the combination again of things is a really great thing and I I'm excited about the 16 and 17 year olds because we so need engagement of young people in our system and they're one of the populations that tend to be you know don't vote and so if we can get them early on interested I think you can set up a lifetime of voting that's how I look at it. Start them early I totally agree absolutely. I'd like to start them in kindergarten but (laughs) get them get them mentally uh, ready for civic participation but hey. Yes. Um, So what else is coming up for elections in King County Um, are you planning to advocate for anything new coming up in the next year or two? You know one thing I'm I'm looking at that I'm I'm concerned about in the vote by mail world is a relying on the signature to verify uh, for a voter. I think that we need to start looking at other ways in which we can verify or validate that a voter is in fact who they say they are. And um, as we have voters with disabilities, as uh, we have voters that get older or have unfortunately a health or uh, issue that doesn't provide them the opportunity to sign a ballot like they have before, um, I'm concerned about those voters. And I want to make sure that every person has the opportunity to vote an independent private ballot. Everyone is afforded that right. And right now, if you can't, you can make a mark, but you have to have two people witness it. Yeah. And I think that there's something a, that about can be a that. real problem for some people. It could be just a logistic yeah, problem, yeah. but also, quite frankly, I would be quite upset if I had to have two other people vouch for me, if you will. So I think we need to look at what other mechanism can we use? Is it a PIN number? Is it um, your PIN number associated with um, a, a voter number? We need to start looking at, I think, some sort of kind of pilots or study to look at other ways in which we can validate voters. You know, some of the looking that I've done shows uh, Hawaii, for example, did vote by phone. And so voters were provided with PIN numbers. Um, And we see that there's maybe even some interest from the federal government as far as our military voters as they have their ID card. Um, We see uh, Estonia and different places across the the world that are doing some other ways in which to validate voters. And so that's something I would be interested Mm -hmm. in. I think it's probably five years out still or 10 years out, but we got to start looking now about how can we make sure that everyone is afforded the right to vote an independent ballot. And I don't know about you, but my teenage nephew and niece, um, and I think probably some of our, our millennials, 
signatures aren't quite the same thing. They Well, they don't even teach cursive in school. And so, I mean, you see some of these signatures, I'm like, what is that? And so, <laughs> you're right. I mean, and as, and as technology improves, that'll become easier to do that. Yeah, so I think that's a really important one. And I really think in Washington State that our primary election date is just out of out of whack here. Yeah, compared yeah. to the rest of the country, yeah, yeah. it August is. August yeah. is a very it odd is. time for our voters to be voting. And it's not a good time because people are on vacation Absolutely. People, yeah. your kids are out of school and you're on vacation and it's beautiful weather here in the Pacific Northwest and it's not on people's radars. So I think we need to look at something with a primary. I don't know um, if May or June makes more sense, which is what the majority of the other states in the country use for a primary. Um, there's also been some discussion around, um, you know, some of the jurisdictions across this country don't have odd year elections. In Washington state, that's when we elect our local officials. Um, but I think we, we need to look at sure. you know the timing of our primary elections that are really incredibly important and we don't see the turnout that I think that, that we need in those. So I'm interested in looking at those two things. I know that the Secretary of State was looking to try to um, even coordinate with Oregon and California maybe yes. on a primary date for the West Coast. Which makes a lot of sense, yeah. especially mm -hmm. with media. Yeah. Um, it's caused a lot of confusion. Just this year alone, we had a lot of voters confused about why they didn't have their ballot in June and um, that were reaching out to us concerned yeah. about that. And so um, I think that we need to relook that to make sure that we've got um, engagement and voter turnout. Well, um, Election Day is next Tuesday, uh, November 6th. Everybody should get their ballots or already have them by now. And so any other words of wisdom for voters, especially encouraging people to get out there, make sure they get their ballots in by next week? Yeah, you know what I would say is that there's a lot of information being thrown at our poor voters and, and a lot of instructions. And uh, I just would tell voters is that, you know, you really can't mess this up. The only way you can is by not voting and not allowing your voice to be heard. We need all voices to be heard. I mean, that's when democracy is really at its best. But um, as I've told even friends and family that contact me in hysterics of that they think they you know, didn't put their ballot in the security sleeve before they put it in the envelope, no problem. Yeah. We get ballots like that all the time. It'll be counted. It'll still be secured. Um, if you vote with a pink glitter pen or a green pen, I don't encourage it, but our scanners can read that. It's not a problem. If you forget to sign the envelope, we're going to contact you when we have until the end of November to get it resolved. So I just tell voters, you know, don't stress that you can't get time to read the 125 pages in the voter pamphlet. That's okay. Read the issues that are on your ballot. Um, there's a lot of ways to get informed about the different races. There's candidate forums across our community. But don't stress about that. The only thing you should stress about is making sure that you return your ballot and that your voice is heard. I'm really encouraging voters with prepaid postage, if you're going to use the mail, if you're going to use USPS, please return your ballot by the Friday before Election Day. That's the message that we're sending across Washington mm -hmm. State because we want to make sure voters get that postmark. And sometimes voters don't realize that if you put it in a blue mailbox or you even put it in your mailbox at your home the day before Election Day or on Election Day, it might not get an yes, Election Day postmark. Right. Yeah. So we're encouraging voters that if you don't have your ballot in by that Friday to the USPS, use a Dropbox. There are 66 across King County. 95% of our voters have a Dropbox within a two-mile radius of their home. So happy voting. Don't stress it. Just get that ballot in on time. Great. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank and, you. And good luck with all the county. Thank you. <laughs> 
Again, I want to thank our special guest today, Julie Wise, King County Elections Director. If you have questions or want to learn more about King County Elections, please visit kingcounty.gov elections. For more information about democracy efforts in Washington State, please visit Fix Democracy First at fixdemocracyfirst.org. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future programs, please email me at cindy at fixdemocracyfirst.org. That's C-I-N-D-Y at fixdemocracyfirst.org. You can also listen to past programs archived on our podcast page at democracy-speaks.pinecast.co. Thanks for listening to Democracy Speaks. Join us again next week. And remember, democracy needs you just as much as you need democracy. It's coming through a crack in the wall On a visionary flood of alcohol From the staggering account of the Sermon on the Mount Which I don't pretend to understand at all Silence on the dock of the bay From the brave, the bold, the battered heart of Chevrolet Democracy has come to the USA
Thank you. 